Jordan and they score! And Jeru's got it! He deflected by Antti And the Flyers have some magic left as they win it in overtime. Voracek cutting on in. Voracek to the middle of the shot. He scores! It's time for the 5-Minute Major Podcast. Look at He scores! That's what the people came to see. Now here's your hosts, Matt Mastro Giovanni and Dave Morris. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Five Minute Major Radio. Dave here, along with my broadcast partner in crime, Matt Mastro Giovanni. Matt, how's it going this evening? It's going well. Uh, I forget what I was going to say, but. It's it's going well, um, and the Flyers are unofficially officially back uh, because they had their first preseason game last night, which we'll get into here shortly. But yeah, it's it's going well, and uh, hockey season again, like we said last week, uh, is beginning to commence. Or two weeks ago. Yeah, was that two weeks ago? All right, everything's yeah. a blur nowadays. Because two weeks ago was our last bi-weekly show. Because now, I just want to say to all of our listeners that you're going to get us every week, unless something happens every week um you get to hear our lovely voices and our and our opinions which i know you've they all missed over the summer um <laughs> there's some talk in the works too with us and our buddies over at pod street bullies about collabing more this season so we're looking forward to that a big time oh, yeah. um do we need to give a shout reciprocate a shout out here uh if for those who haven't listened to the last episode of Pod Street Boys, our affiliate, go go do that. Stop what you're doing right now. Listen to their podcast, and then come back and listen to ours, or vice versa. Whatever you want, whichever way you want to do it. Uh, but I give a shout out to my man Pod Street Hogs, friend of the podcast, Matt Hobie Hoen, recurring guest. Just got married last weekend, and he gave me a shout out on the last pod for being at his wedding. So <laughs> official five minute major congrats to Hoagie there from both of us. Hell yeah. Um, with that, we can get into the nitty gritty. Um, hockey season is upon us, and uh, thank God, because hopefully the Flyers can be a distraction from the Eagles and the Phillies. Womp, womp, womp. Um, not the greatest distraction last night uh, yeah. with a 3 2 overtime loss, the New York Islanders, but it's preseason, so who gives a shit? Um, to, to put it bluntly, of, I guess you could say the, it like the, that. <laughs> yeah, to be blunt and a little PG-13, you know? So for those gonna, who are 13 and under, cover your ears. I was going to reference, uh, I think gr- there was a picture of Gritty had a sign last night at the arena yes. that said, welcome to the preseason where points don't, nothing is real and points don't matter. So yes, a take on whose line is it anyway. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, we, and I tweeted this too, where, I mean, the Flyers fan base being what it is, at least Flyers Twitter, because as we as we uh, talked about with Jim Jackson, the Flyers fan base is not represented just by Flyers Twitter. Flyers, you might Twitter, think it might be, but it Fly, Flyers Twitter is a subset of the fan base. Um, but Flyers Twitter, we know to be a very reactive group of people online, including ourselves, Dave. Uh, we're we're not going to exclude yes. ourselves from that that pot there. But um, I think I tweeted about. So uh, when do we overreact to everything um, <laughs> with it being the first preseason game, the first game action most of these players have seen in, what, six months? Yeah. So, I mean, it's like like you said, it's it wasn't a fun start to the preseason, but also like who kind of like who cares? Yeah. Uh, again, to put it bluntly, where it's like, again, it was just good to see Flyers hockey and we got to see Carter Hart play a couple periods and then uh samuel erson uh mm-hmm. came in in relief for the third period and the flyers lost to the islanders in overtime which was which was not fun because that overtime was just qu- like really quick and i was just like wait i want to watch three on three but it's over oh, more 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah but uh yeah i mean we can go through the scoring here, Dave, if you want. Um, yeah, I guess I'll I can run through it quick. Well, real quick um, before we get before we get into the scoring, oh yeah, I, I found it funny today. Some more elements of Flyers Twitter. We're tweeting. Uh, we're kind of like in a sarcastic, funny thread. We're tweeting out names of players who didn't play in last night's game, saying, "Oh, Ristolainen was invisible. He was garbage out there. Oh, <laughs> so was JVR." And it it, it it was a nice little uh, chuckle that I had whilst you know trying to get through my work day. 
But yeah. with that, I mean, the box well, score. We, we, we did get to see the majority of the new faces. We saw Ellis. We saw Yandel. Good. We saw Broussard. We saw... Uh, who am I missing? Is that Coots, it? Coots, Giroux. Well, he's, not a, he's not a new face. I meant oh, just new a, face. Yeah. Getting but we, again, we, besides the new faces, we saw a good chunk of the actual starters that'll be yes. on the roster on opening night. So, I mean, but... I mean, these guys aren't going to play every single game. Um, so it's like, again, welcome to the preseason where nothing is real and points don't matter. So take it, take everything with a grain of salt. And until the puck drops on opening night on October 15th, 15th against the Vancouver Canucks at the Wells Fargo Center, um, everyone just take a breath, keep your blood pressure low because it's going to be – very high and very low, probably more than more very high in a good way, hopefully, uh, when that regular season begins. Yeah, and for now, just enjoy this hockey means nothing. Well, not that it means nothing. You're trying to get veterans ready to go for the season, and it's it's youngsters or borderline AHL players trying to make the NHL jump. So, I mean, the games do mean something. Yeah. Um, but you, we've seen teams shitty 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 teams go undefeated in preseason and then be the worst team in hockey the next season yeah um, so it, it has some stock but it also doesn't really hold that much mm-hmm. um before we get in the box score matt you know overall last night i just wanted to see how pro Ellis looked paired together yeah i think for game one of the preseason they looked pretty good together Carter Hart looked good for two periods. Mm-hmm. Um, TK, Giroux, and Coots is a line. No complaints there. So, overall, it was just like to have hockey back on my TV again. Um, but we can get to that box score now. I feel like we were pushing it back and back. Or I was pushing it more back. Oh, it's all good. Yeah, so, I mean, just running through the score here. Uh, the first period was scoreless. And then uh, Igor Zamula opened the scoring in the second period. Uh, made it one nothing Flyers. Adam Pellick scored to make it 1-1 later in the second. And then in the third period, Noah Dobson scored to make it 2-1 Islanders, followed by Maxime Shushko uh, tying the game at two, uh, sort of late in the third period. And then 22 seconds into overtime, <laughs> Anthony Beauvillier scored to win it for the Islanders. Um, I basically just tweeted, like, I love – OT hockey, regardless of it being preseason, and I was basically like, eh, never mind. So Same uh, tweet, and uh, the game's yeah. over. That tweet aged poorly, as they say. Um, but, and I mean, like, again, looking at the box score here, just shots on goal. The Islanders had 29, the Flyers had 27. Um, special teams, I wasn't really expecting much. It was just, again, like you said, Dave, good to see these line combinations on the power play and the penalty kill units. Um I guess the biggest like surprise, not even really surprise, but the the most interesting thing to see on the power play um, would be Tyson Forrester, where I think if if he can kind of prove that he's got, if he has a good shot, then he has a good shot. Of Which he possibly, does. Yeah, of possibly making the opening night roster or at least giving someone a run for their money. I guess mainly Morgan Frost at this point. Um, but and we didn't see him yesterday, obviously. But yeah, I mean. Power play-wise, the Flyers were 0 for 3. They were 2 for 3 on the penalty kill, uh, giving up one power play goal. Shots on goal, again, just period-by-period breakdown here. The Flyers got outshot 12 to 5 in the first period, but outshot the Islanders 16 to 6 in the second. Um, And then the third was pretty even with uh, 10 shots for the Islanders and 6 for the Flyers. And over time, there was a whopping one shot, and it was one goal for the Islanders, the game winner there. So, I mean... Again, we can we can read into this a lot, but you also don't have to because, like, this is not – this was, like, what? They have Group A and Group B at practices and training camps. So, I mean, yeah. we'll see we'll see kind of both parts of both these groups, almost like a Frankenstein roster for the preseason. And then once it gets later into the preseason, closer to opening night, I'm sure we'll see, again, majority of the, the opening night roster with maybe two, three guys mixed in that still have a tra- chance to crack that opening night roster on the 15th. Yeah, definitely. And it's um, the fact that players like, you know, I think Broussard looked good in an elevated role at center, especially considering um, he said he's a winger now. Uh, He feels he plays better that way, but it's good to know that. And he, you know, granted, his game one the preseason against the Islanders who iced a pretty 
they ice essentially an American Hockey League team against the Flyers. I mean, both teams did. Yeah. Um, but the Flyers had just a little bit more NHL talent than the than the Islanders did. Uh, but Broussard looked good in that regard. And Forrester, you know, for game one, I feel like I saw his name a lot on the ice. I heard his name a lot called by JJ. Yeah. Um, he's if he if he can play well in the preseason and, and show he's ready, you know, with with some of the injuries that we've had on this Flyers team already, can't go into the year healthy. We yeah. almost made it, folks. Um, there might be a chance there could be a slot of, of, a, of a wing potentially being open for him. Um, but, you know, we'll just have to see how things play out. But overall, you know, yeah, the Flyers lost last night. Um, you wish overtime could have gone a little bit longer, especially considering because apparently there wasn't going to be a shootout in last night's game, regardless of the overtime outcome. Yeah, so it's a little, it's a little weird. Seen, potentially, we could have seen a tie last night. I'm sorry, this is America. We don't have ties. Not um, anymore, at least. Well, in present-day American pro sports, there are no such thing as ties. Uh, we, we, we leave that to the Europeans and the NFL. Canadians. The NFL, oh, you're right. The NFL does. It, it's just, it, has to, it takes a lot, though, to get into a tie in the NFL. Yeah, but it's happened. All right. Okay. I, <laughs> take it back. We have ties in America. Uh, yeah. don't, don't shoot the messenger. Um, but yeah, that would have been interesting to see how they had played it. Cause I know the league has already came out and said, and I heard this from 32 thoughts with Elliot Freeman and Jeff Merrick that, um, as long as the teams tell the officials they can do regardless of the game result, mm-hmm. whether it finished regulation overtime, whatever, that both teams can do shootout practice against each other after a game. Yeah, this preseason. So that would have been interesting. Maybe we'll see spoiler alert, or not really a spoiler, but Mash and I will be at the the third Flyers preseason preseason home game against the Bruins next Monday because they play up in Boston tomorrow and they play at home Saturday against the Capitals. So yep. maybe we'll see shootout practice next Monday. You never know. Or tomorrow. Or tomorrow night. And tomorrow night's game is actually being broadcast on TNT. Oh, yeah. NBC. NBC only ever gave a rat's ass about a preseason game. And it was that Kraft Hockeyville series that they used to do. Well, um, I mean, they still do that. But it's obviously NBC is not the broadcast partner anymore. Yeah, but is, is that even happening this year? You, normally you hear about, like, who the team is that's going there. And it's made a big deal. Like, there's a whole thing on the rink they're going to. Yeah, uh, it's actually set to be hosted by El Paso, Texas. Oh. Uh, oh. The game between the Stars and the Coyotes. Uh, it was supposed That's to happen. La- it was supposed yeah. to happen last year, uh, as a lot of other things were. Um, but it's actually Sunday night at nine o'clock um, in a former cow palace turned skating rink in El Paso. That's pretty sick. The El Paso County Coliseum Events Center. That's a name for you. That is um, a name. But, yeah, it was postponed in 2020 due to, obviously, coronavirus. Um, but that's going to be sweet, actually. Um, That'll be interesting. So, but, 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 trying but to think my point, what channel it's on. It doesn't say. My point is, besides the Kraft Hockeyville game, normally preseason NHL hockey was either stream online only yeah. on the radio or half the games were on, you know, your NBC sports channel plus network. Like it never was on a, a national station. Like we're getting the first NHL on TNT broadcast as a flyers Bruins preseason game, which I think is actually kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be cool to see that. Um, Keith Jones will be there, which will be cool. He's one of the, we went on, we went over the TNT, uh, yes, quote unquote roster last, uh, two weeks ago. So that's going to be cool to see. Hopefully, all those uh, all those people on the broadcast tomorrow, um, and then the first game, as again, as we said a couple weeks ago, will be the Rangers and the Capitals, um, October twelfth, I believe, um, and that should be a hell of a, a hell of a game because, as we stated again before, the the Rangers now have Ryan Reeves, Capitals obviously have Tom Wilson. So we'll see if the, the NHL regular season and the TNT broadcast era starts with a bang with that game. I mean, fingers crossed. So we will uh, only time will only tell there. That's what I was trying to say. Words true. are hard. Speaking of time, uh, we have to get into some 
time missed by a few yes. players on the Flyers. Dave, uh, I believe you have our injury update for the past few days with some guys who are going to unfortunately miss some time on the yes. ice. Yeah, uh, just when we thought the Flyers were heading into this season 110% healthy, um, the injury gods laughed at us. Um, <laughs> this is all breaking from, from pretty much right after our last podcast two weeks ago. As uh, usual. So, as, yes, as per usual. Um, on the 21st, and this is all per an article from ESPN, heard of it. Um, back on the 21st of September, it was all announced that Kevin Hayes, Sam Moran, and Zay Wisdom would all be missing time. Zay Wisdom's injury, something we've known about since last season. Um, he's expected, is still a shoulder injury, and he's expected to be out until January. Um, mm. uh, and that was probably where he'll go back to the Phantoms. Yeah. Um, and then Kevin Hayes, he underwent abdominal surgery. And it's not the same injury that he occurred last season. This is a new injury. Um, <laughs> apparently, he was skating on the ice and felt a pull in his groin. So that's fantastic. Um, that's arguably our second line center off the shelf. He's expected to be out six to eight weeks or eight to ten games per Aline Vigneault. Um, And then with this other, with this, with this injury here, there was some drama around it. Um, it was reported earlier by another beat writer who I will not name because I'm not the biggest fan of theirs. Don't want to give them credit. Um, tweeted out a tweet saying that Sam Moran would be another huge setback, another big injury, hurtful to his career, yada, yada, yada. A day goes by and then former flyer, tough guy and Phantoms assistant coach Riley Cote quote tweets him with a screenshot because Cote texted Sam Moran saying, hey, buddy, sucks, I heard you hurt again. If you need anything, let me know. And Moran replied back saying, I've been getting a lot of these texts lately. I don't know who's saying this, but I'm fine. Mm -hmm. So then Cote tweets. It is quote tweet with the joke of a um, beat writer for the Flyers. Sc posts a screenshot with a quote tweet and does the, you know, the hashtag fake news, because that's what we do now on Twitter, fake news, haha. Um <laughs> So that blew up, and everyone's like, what the hell is going on? Is he hurt? Is he isn't hurt? We, we got to find out. Well, turns out it's not a new injury. Um, Sam Moran is expected to be out six to eight weeks. He went, he had knee surgery, but not for an injury. It was to go in and clean up, you know, bodies, old bodies in his knee, essentially mm -hmm. getting things cleaned up from a previous surgery or a previous injury, kind yeah. of to help the knee work better, I guess. Um but he is expected to be out six to eight weeks. You know, hopefully this doesn't really hinder Sam Moran's presence. I mean, not like we were depending on him being a top six defenseman this year. Yeah. If he was going to be anything, he was going to be number seven guy. So, mm. um, but then of course, after then that news broke and there was some clap back between, between this, that, that beat writer and his partner. Cause they have a podcast. I'm not going to mention cause I don't like him personally, but that's just my two cents. Um, oh, man. they, they like they like subtweeting Animosity Cote. galore tonight. Yeah, well, the one one of the guys used to follow. You don't me. have to. You don't have to get into it's, it. One of the guys who does the podcast used to follow me on Twitter. I said something. He chimed back, and I just said, "I disagree with you. I think you're dumb." And then he unfollowed me. So whatever. I still follow the guy. That but whatever. That yeah, calling someone dumb usually does it. I'm sure I probably used more colorful language. It's me on Twitter. Is anybody surprised? I don't think so. Um, yeah. but. I digress. Moving on. Um, according to this ESPN article, uh, Flyers defenseman, or really Phantoms defenseman, Linus Hogberg is out with an injury. Um, there's no news or anything like that. And I don't think the Flyers have mentioned anything about that either. So no. maybe ESPN is wrong about something. It wouldn't be the first time. Um, and of course, after a hell of a performance in the rookie tournaments, uh, Wade Allison hurts himself in the second game and he has a high ankle sprain, which is probably worse than pro is worse than actually breaking your ankle because a mm. high ankle sprain can be healed in two to three weeks or it can take all year for you to feel better. Um, and as of today, the Flyers and Allison's doctors are determining 
um, if it were if it will require surgery. Yeah. So Wade Allison, a player who already had an injury-riddled college career, um, pretty much made it his whole first pro season unscathed. Now has an injury with his ankle, um, and that was the big kind of the big black mark on this kid's record was his injury history. And here we are yet again. Fingers crossed, you know, Wade can get this done and he can get back on the ice as soon as possible and he can get back to living a normal life as soon as possible. Yeah. Then today, more injury news breaks out. Uh, Flyers center slash one of their top prospects, Tanner Lazinski, slated to probably be a third, fourth line guy, but did really mm. well at college for Ohio State, boo, um, who you thought might have could be, you know, maybe a middle six forward. Um, he was skating in training camp, but they came out today that he has injured his hip and will be having surgery, and he is going to apparently miss the whole entire season. Great. So, fantastic news, LOL. Just <laughs> kidding. This is all. This all sucks. Um, but the big thing is, you know, is the Kevin Hayes injury and and the Wade Allison injury because now with Kevin Hayes missing out, there's your second line center. What are your options now? Are you are you really going to let Morgan Frost prove, okay, kid, here you go, here's your test, or do you move Claude Giroux back down to center? Even though I would say right now in his career, Giroux is a much better and much, much, much way more productive at mm. left wing. Yeah. Um, and then with Wade Allison, he was a guy who a lot of fans and beat writers were placing maybe on the second or third, second or third line. So yeah. now there's a winger spot open for someone to make this team. So this potentially lead to good things. Um, you know, I'm kind of hoping that I'm looking forward to watching Morgan Frost in this preseason because I really don't want Giroux at at center anymore. I think yeah. he's better playing with Coots on that on that top line as as a winger. Mm. Um, and I would rather have Morgan Frost prove all the haters wrong. And prove all of us, you know, kind of guys going. Oh, not all, not everyone hates Morgan Frost. You kind of get what I'm trying to say. Like people are like saying, like, dude, it's kind of put up or shut up time. Like we, I think, been he, yeah, I mean, I think we long need, enough. We need a bigger sample size from him to give yes. him more, more of a solidified judgment. Yeah, and apparently he has. You know, you're hearing all the cliches from rookie camp and training camp. Oh, Morgan Frost is a Player X is back in camp, and they bulked up. They look about ten pounds heavier, and they are <laughs> boy, they are ready and raring to go. And then nothing happens. Yeah. So you're hearing all that again about Morgan Frost. I'm hoping he has the cojones and proves and proves everyone wrong, and because I want him to succeed because he's been a hell of a prospect. But yep. you, you got to put up or shut up at this point. Broussard's not really a second line center option. The no. Rue isn't in my mind. So if Morgan Frost doesn't pan out, yeah, that's a big hole the Flyers have to start the year. Yep. And with that, Matt, I'll give you the call. <laughs> I just talked for a whole lot of time. Sounds good. Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, I think, um, just to kind of summarize it up uh, again for everyone. Obviously, I think Hayes and um, Allison are definitely two guys that would be on the opening night roster, but won't be now because they'll miss some time due to their injuries. Um, with Lazinski, Moran, Hogberg, and am I missing someone? No. Wisdom. Wisdom. All those guys definitely get well soon, but um, I think even if they were healthy, no offense to them personally, but they wouldn't make the team um, right out of the gate. Maybe Moran, if anyone, Lazinski maybe as a seventh, uh, not a seventh, a 13th forward or a fourth line winger. Mm -hmm. If someone someone else were to get hurt, knock on wood, um, and they needed someone to slot in on the fourth line. But yeah, I mean, with those... Uh, with those vacancies on the, the opening night roster, I think it just makes it that much more of a big opportunity for a young guy like Morgan Frost or even Tyson Forrester to possibly crack the lineup um, in some sort of role. Uh, I think you obviously want your top prospects playing at least third line minutes. I don't think you want a guy like Morgan Frost or Tyson Forrester on a, a physical line, yeah. like, like a, like a fourth line. Um, but yeah, I mean, you want, these guys, these kids, um, to hopefully step up, step up, prove themselves. And again, Forster, I believe, well, he is on his ELC. So you'd have to play 10. He can, he can play nine games before 
he burns a year off his contract. And um, and with with Forrester too, um, the OHL and the AHL reached an agreement where if certain eighteen or nineteen year olds played enough, and eighteen year olds underage, AHL underagers, if they played yeah. enough games last season in the American Hockey League, they uh, can go back there this season. So yeah. Forrester is eligible where if he doesn't make the Flyers, he can c- continue to play for the Phantoms. Yep. Yes, I mean, it's basically that next man up mentality where um, these young guys, again, like I said, they can prove themselves. And if they prove themselves well enough, they can make the opening night roster. And if they keep proving themselves, they'll be a mainstay on the Flyers this season. But, yep. I mean, again, it's it's just a, it's a big loss just right out of the gate, not even right out of the gate, before the gate's even open. Um, <laughs> without Hayes and without Allison on your opening night roster, those are two guys that the Flyers look to to do what anything they can. I mean, we saw Hayes just absolutely killing it on the penalty kill. Uh, no pun intended there. Allison had a great breakout type of season last season. Um, but just, again, two guys that you want on your opening night roster and two guys that you want uh, to be healthy as quickly as possible. And, again, for the other guys, it's nothing personal. But even if you were healthy, I don't think you would make the opening night roster. But, again, yeah. everyone get well soon. And it's just, I mean, it's just tough news. Yeah, you know, luckily there was some positive injury slash illness news. Kind of in like the most like mic drop, like proud, happy mic drop moment ever. Yeah. Uh, Lean Vigneault ended his press conference last week by not saying, by saying, oh, going, oh, oh, hey, everyone. Uh, Oscar had his um, his scans the other day and he is still cancer free. And then mic drop and walked away. Um, so that is excellent news. And. From what we're all hearing from all the beats is that Oscar is for his his physical his his fatigue his fatigue, physique that that's the word I'm looking for physique fatigue I, I need a a thorough next to me <laughs> um, his physique and his conditioning and his testing are all back to at the levels where he was before you know being diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma so that yeah. is fantastic news. Yep. Yeah. I mean, again, it's kind of stems out from him as a person, but now as a player, being healthy as a person and now being healthy as a player himself, along with the entire organization, is looking to bounce back this season. And with the additions that they made in the offseason and everything they did in the offseason, let's just hope they can. Yeah. And and, and you're hoping you're wondering if they could bring it to broad. (laughs) I'm just glad we don't have to tweet anytime, anywhere, because there were yeah. just so many jokes that could have been made where it was like, need a power play goal, the Flyers will give one up anytime, anywhere. Or, like, there literally was just, that was just, that just became a weapon against the team because they were so bad last year where it was just like, all right, like, let's get rid of this, let's change it up, let's start fresh. And they recycled uh, it from the from the bubble. That was yeah. their motto going into the bubble. And it was like, yeah, because they were back at home and it was kind of like the regular season again, but it it wasn't. So it's like, I don't know. The whole, like I said, the whole organization is looking for some sort of redemption this yes. season, whether it's it the marketing, good. whether it's the marketing department or the actual players, they hopefully brought their A game for this year. I saw today, um, at, at on my way from to to my office, a septa bus. All decked out in orange and black with a bring it to broad, like painting in the head, like Giroux and Couturier and Hayes and Hart. Like the yeah. whole bus was orange and black. Yeah. I was like, oh, hey, that's pretty cool. Well, they also saw, they also had a couple of those commercials last night. Um, yes. I don't know if you saw during the game. <laughs> the one is kind of like funny, but also they're both kind of cringy. But um, the one was good where the guy like almost shows his friends the tattoo on his ass. Yeah. And I, I, I have beef with that commercial. You know, wh- where was my call to me? I've got an Eric Lindros tattoo. I have his signature tattooed on me that he sharpied on my arm. Maybe they don't. Maybe they think you don't have the acting chops. You know, maybe it's because I quote tweeted them too many too many negative times, and the fact that I've been I have now been, you know, I've been in that like collage of negative tweets yeah, at least two or got, three times now by the social media person the, the social media account oh man worth it though karma comes around man i know you can only like, quote tweet them negatively so many times before they clap keyboard back warrior over here you know how it is oh yeah but uh, one other thing we can touch on uh we only heard two 
but we can a little fun thing before we take our ad break here. The Flyers are getting a new goal song. Yes. Uh, we don't know what it is yet. The the fans have been submitting their um their what am I what's the word I'm looking for suggestions their, their choices or suggestions. Um, apparently Gritty submitted the song Freebird by Leonard Skinner like three thousand times. Um, hearing Freebird yeah, okay. after the after a goal would actually be sweet because Freebird definitely gets the people going. Especially that guitar solo is one of the best there is. Um, if, but if, if you if you had to pick a song, Matt, to be the Flyers. Go song. What song yeah. would you pick? Um, I forget who tweeted it, but it was the uh, the song "Shout" from Animal House. Okay. Where it's during the Togo party and it's yes. Otis Day in the nights, and they're like that rendition of "Shout" would be hype. Um, just because everyone knows that song, well, everyone should know that song, but there's so many out there that you could use as a goal song where. I think the Capitals did this last season. I don't know if they're still going to do it this season. But Players have their own goal songs. Individual goal songs, almost like a walk-up song in baseball, where depending on who scores is what song you play, which I like. But I don't know. I mean... The problem is, is hockey players are boring, and a lot of them like boring-ass country music. That's the same with... Eh, you could say that for any sport, I think. That's true. Country is just a popular genre, whether you like it or not. Unfortunately, um, but I don't know. I mean, I think there it's hard to uh, it's hard to fill the shoes of Brohim and Dupe. Uh, yes, those, those are definitely two of the the staple goal songs we've had over the years. But Dupe, you Dupe, I've, there's a big section of fan base that wants to bring Dupe back. No, that's the unions thing now. Well, like, it was the union thing. It was the union's thing then too. But they, the union, that was before the union were good. Now it's fully the union thing. So the union are good. And they've been using it since their inception. Yeah. Um, and and you but, can't go, you can't go backwards. You have to go forwards with yeah. this goal song. But I would it, go with House of Pain. Or jump around by House of Pain. That's a good one. Like I said, I think you could so, like so many options are good, but you like people are gonna hate it regardless. I'm sure, but. Let's not let's get away from that whole feel the shake thing because that I don't know that oh, didn't really get awful. me going. Yeah, like put on actually no you can't do that because he's problematic now. I was gonna say rock and roll part two by Gary Glitter, but apparently Gary Glitter was a pedophile. Um, so I don't even know who that is. You don't Maybe know the that's song a good thing. The, from the from the Joker uh, from the stairs scene. That song. Text it to me. I'm sure I probably know it. All right, you'll know it when you hear it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there's so many, honestly, tequila would be a great song, a goal song. Come on, that'd be hype. Um, I can be behind that. We're a music podcast now, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but it is cool. Uh, a couple of the insiders did tweet last night that the team is going to be experimenting with, um, a few of the suggestions that were submitted, uh, at the home games. We only heard two last night. I forget the names. I didn't even really hear them on the broadcast, honestly. The first one was better than the second one, but I both gave them two thumbs down. Yeah. Uh, I'm not... Dave, you're going to hate me when I say this, but I'm not a big pop-punk guy. It's an acquired taste. So, I mean, if it were me, it would be some sort of classic rock, uh, maybe some mix in some EDM, uh, or some, old, like... Just call up go- DJ Reed Streets. Maybe go with some funk. I don't know. Um, but that's actually one thing I am looking forward to is I don't know if they're going to they're gonna do it for the preseason, but they definitely have to do it for the home opener and so on and so forth. We need my – we need he's not my man, but he's just cool. We need Reed Streets to do a new warm-up mix because yes. I listen to them at the gym on SoundCloud and they're hype. They get you going. But, yeah, so look out for that, Flyers fans. Uh, if you haven't submitted, I think actually submissions are closed. I think they closed on – yeah, the 23rd last week. So um, too late now to submit your submissions, but soon enough we will have a new Flyers goal song, and hopefully it'll be good. It better be good. <laughs> Otherwise else. we riot. We riot. Pitchfork <laughs> and torches at the Wells Fargo Center. Yeah, but uh, hey, maybe we'll hear some on Wednesday, or not Wednesday, on Monday when we're at yeah. the game. Maybe, hopefully. The key, the key to hearing new goal songs is them scoring goals, so let's hope and- they score at least one goal. I'm pretty sure I believe the whole point of ice hockey is to score more goals than your opponent. I could be wrong, 
I think that's the whole goal of sports. It's it's you score more than your other team. Unless golf, because then if you have the lowest score, you win. God damn it, golf. But you're still technically outscoring your opponent. Yes. Just just in the wrong direction. We're also a golf podcast now. The Scots had two things right. Scotch. What's that? And golf. I'm not sure what... I guess golf. (laughs) With that, Dave... We will take an ad break here before yes. we go completely off the rails, right? Yes, yes, yes. We we will go. We will be right back here at Five Minute Major Radio, and we are back here at Five Minute Major. Matt, let's say we uh, go around the league. There sounds good. So I think our main topic of the week, uh, and also the, one of the main topics of this entire off season, uh, kind of in a bad way. He feel bad for the player himself, uh, Jack Eichel the now former captain of the Buffalo Sabres. Um, an article from Gr- Greg Wyszynski, uh from last week, the 23rd, um, just from ESPN as well, um, quote, quoted saying, Jack Eichel failed his physical at Buffalo Sabres training camp and has been stripped of his captaincy as the team and its franchise player remain at an impasse over surgery options. Eichel, now 24, has been out since March with a herniated disc in his neck the star center and his team have battled over the proper way to treat that injury. And he's also requested a trade out of Buffalo. He'll be placed on injured reserve to start this current NHL season. Uh, Sabres general manager, Kevin Adams was quoted saying, unfortunately yesterday, I believe that was the 23rd. Jack does not, did not pass his physical to this point. He's not willing to move forward with the fusion surgery that our doctors are suggesting, suggesting. So we're going to continue to work towards solutions. Um, Dave, as you mentioned to me beforehand, before we started recording, uh, the two sides of the the player and the team are disagreeing on the type of surgery that Eichel is, or I guess should get. Um, whereas I just said the team itself, they want him to get a fusion surgery to repair that herniated disc, but Eichel wants to get a, just a repairment, I believe. Or a replacement. Uh, feel free to chime in. Yeah, replacement. Um, but... I think fusing your spine kind of like, like messes with your mobility too. Um, yes. But yeah, I don't. So like, I mean, it's just it's you hate to see this because Eichel's a, he can he's he's a cornerstone player of the NHL. Uh, he's obviously Buffalo's franchise player at this point because everyone else is pretty buns. If you, <laughs> if you I mean, they did just sign Darlene to an extension, but like Darlene is not like a household name around the NHL, in my opinion. He's gonna leave there too at some point. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, again, they have to figure this out. I, it's a wonder how he hasn't gotten traded yet. Um, there were a lot of rumors that have gone out, gone on throughout the summer, uh, mainly Vegas or just, I mean, uh, that's really the, the only team that I kept seeing. Um, obviously, people were like, oh, let's bring him to the Flyers along with Johnny Gaudreau. And it's like, no, let's not do that. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, as I say, you love to see it, but you also hate to see this. Like, yeah, and, and I you know you don't love to see this. That's what I no. mean. But I mean I I mean that as as that's one of my sayings. But on the opposite side of that, you hate to see this because again, Jack Eichel is an exciting player. He's a young superstar that has just had a a, a tough go of things to to say the least these last few months, and his his team just won't help him out. Yeah, and this whole thing is crazy because it's not like Eichel got hurt in the off season, like wakeboarding or dirt bike riding or doing something dumb when he wasn't in the rink, he got hurt last year in an NHL hockey game. Yeah. And his team is trying to tell him what he can or can't do with his own body for surgery. And at one point you wonder like, when does the NHL get involved? When does the NHL PA get him, get involved? Because this is not good for the game. It's not good for the sport. And the whole reason why Eichel hasn't been traded yet is because the Sabres are refusing to show his injury history to the teams that are interested in trading for him. And apparently they're asking for the world. Yeah. Now, you know, in no way, shape, or form is any of this have to do with Kevin Adams. He is a sophomore GM. This is all from Terry and Kim Pagula, who normally yeah. I am big fans of because we are Penn State. Um, had to throw that in there. Um, but they are just ruining this Buffalo Sabres franchise. Like, yeah. this is 
you can kind of compare it to what happened between the Flyers and Lindros to a certain degree. Um, but at least the Flyers and Lindros, after time, were able to mend old wounds and, you know, 88s up in the rafters. I think when this thing ends, Eichel is never stepping back in the city of Buffalo unless he's going there to to play against the Sabres. Yeah. Um, this is a joke. It's a complete embarrassment. Yeah. And this needs to get solved sooner than later. You know, let the player get the surgery that he wants to get. You know, by listening to Chicklets and 32 Thoughts, the surgery that the Sabres want him to get would involve Eichel getting a surgery essentially every 10 years for the rest of his life. Whereas the surgery yeah. that Eichel wants to get and his doctors want to do is potentially one and done. So why is Buffalo acting this way? It, it makes absolutely zero sense. It's a really bad look for their franchise. And they 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 need to, you know, suck it, suck it up. Yep. And, you know, look their wounds. They ruined this relationship with their potential franchise center. They failed to they failed to build a contending team around him. Yep. And he wants out. To yeah. Do it. Let I go get the surgery he wants to get, get an okay deal back for him, and move on. It's the best thing for your franchise and your suffering fan base. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point the clock is just ticking even more than it already has because uh, also according to the article, it, this is his last season of his contract before a full no-movement clause kicks in next summer. So, I mean, that's just going to make things even harder um, where if they don't get this figured out sooner than later, I mean, that's just going to make it worse. At this point, I'm on the side of Eichel. I think everyone is where they, they want. It's almost like he's being held hostage by his own Buffalo fans his own are team. on the side like, of Eichel. Yeah, like it's it's just crazy how mismanaged this whole situation is has been from the the Sabres side of things, um, mainly like you said, Dave, the ownership group. Um, but you just you feel for, you feel for the guy because again, he he can be a guy with the NHL going into a new TV deal starting this season. If you have Jack Eichel on prime time, you're most likely going to have some great entertainment out on the ice, regardless of who they're playing. And he's and he's probably going to miss the whole year. And I think. Say the Sabres management is butthurt because Eichel with this injury, he can still skate. He can still live a normal life, but he can't take any contact. Yeah. So I think they're butthurt because they saw footage of him skating all summer long. But yeah, no, no crap. You know, he's going to do that to stay in somewhat normal shape to just live his life, you know, but this is a really, really bad looking Buffalo fans. I actually feel really bad for you because you've never won a Stanley Cup. You've got the longest playoff drought, I think, in the entire NHL. Yep. And it's not ending anytime soon. So, Buffalo Sabres fans, I'm going to pour my imaginary drink out for you. <laughs> yep, it's it's tough for Buffalo. But moving on here, um, it came out earlier today, uh, some of the critical dates for the upcoming 2021-22 season. Uh, so I'll just run through these for us here quickly. Dave, if you have any thoughts afterwards, feel free to interject as usual. Um, if my iPad wants to cooperate, there we I go. I have it up here on my end. If we're you good. Need. I got I got you it. got it. We're good. Yeah. So first and maybe foremost, we have the 2022 NHL trade deadline. Uh, that'll be March 21st of 2022 at 3 p.m. Eastern, the usual trade deadline time. Um, and as well, uh, the trade deadline is 28 days after the NHL is scheduled to return following a break from February 3rd to the 22nd to allow players to participate in the 2022 Beijing Olympics as part of an agreement between the NHL, the NHLPA, and the IIHF, the International Ice Hockey Federation. Uh, we knew about that a couple weeks ago. Great that the NHL is going to be going back to the Olympics. Love to see it. Um, also, the last day of the regular season for the league is scheduled for April 29th, with the Stanley Cup playoffs beginning just days later on May 2nd. And then after we go through the roller coaster of the Stanley Cup playoffs, the last possible day of the Stanley Cup final being a game seven would be June 30th of 2022, uh, which would end the 2021-22 season. And then we do things all over again 
next year uh, with the 2022 NHL draft slated for July 7th and 8th at the Bell Center in Montreal with the first round taking place on July 2nd and, or 7th, sorry, and the second round through seventh rounds on July 8th, as the NHL usually does. Uh, on top of that, the NHL announced on September 17th that the Montreal Canadiens would host the draft and club executives, scouts, and coaches will be present on the draft floor. Fans and media are also expected to be in attendance. Uh, it's great to see that. We'll be back uh, down the road here with COVID and all that jazz. And then last but not least, the signing period for restricted and unrestricted free agents will begin July, ter- July 13th, 2022 at noon Eastern time. So just a few key dates for you there uh, throughout the next, pretty much the next year here, which is weird to see already, but the NHL on top of their, on top of their stuff and uh, just dates to look forward to at this point. Yeah. Nothing really more to add on. I do love the fact that we will be getting some um, early summer hockey yet again. So hopefully fingers crossed while I'm on vacation next June, I'll be able to watch hockey again because that was awesome. Hell yeah. Um, And then our last order of business for the week uh, that I am deeming newsworthy, as we usually do. Um, If you think there's something that is more newsworthy, let me know on Twitter or uh, don't complain. It's as simple as that. Keep your (laughs) mouth shut. But um, a little bit of a cool thing here, because, Dave, we love the Earth and we don't want the Earth to go away because the Earth has hockey and the Earth has so many other great things to offer us. Even though, Are we sure about that? Even though we don't take care of it as well as well as we should. Um, I'm saying as a society, not us as individuals uh, yes, here. Got, got um, but it came out just on the 27th, Monday, uh, out of Portland, Oregon, uh, according to the NHL.com or article that this is from. Uh, this season, Adidas Hockey formally begins its efforts to, quote, end plastic waste, end quote, and reuse plastics with its introduction of Addy Zero prime green authentic NHL jerseys for all 32 NHL teams. Uh, made with Adidas's innovation prime green, which is a series of high-performance materials containing a minimum of 50% recycled content, uh, Audi Zero's, I don't know why I'm saying Audi like the car, Addy Zero. Vroom, vroom. Uh, Addy Zero Prime Green Authentic Jerseys will make their on-ice debut on opening night of the 2021-22 season on Tuesday, October 12th. It will be the first time that all 32 NHL teams will take the ice wearing team jerseys made from recycled materials. Love to see it again. Um, Senior Director of Adidas Hockey, Dan Near Sr., there's a name for you, uh, was quoted saying, We know that plastic waste is a mounting problem. You, need, you don't need to tell us that, Dan. Um, and we need to innovate the ways in which we produce our products. The new Addy Zero Prime Green NHL jerseys are an incredible example of how we're bringing that idea to life. Love to see it. Um, and then just some more info here. Each team jersey will maintain its classic strip. Oh, typo. Stripping instead of striping. NHL getting feisty. Um, <laughs> classic striping and logo. Hey, hey, while hey. Most- while boasting dimensional embroidery that draws attention to their substantial materials and a two-layer twill that underscores the product's authenticity. Uh, So basically they'll look the same, but they'll be made from recycled materials. This fall, they will be available in all 32 team colorways at adidas.com, nhlshop.com, nhlshop.ca. Also, I saw this on TikTok of all places. The new NHL shop flagship store in New York City was redone so uh, that might be on my bucket list for this fall slash holiday season to go there but hey the nhl is doing its best to go green and at this point like i said with society not doing as well as it could be with the climate change that is affecting our planet one small step can make all the difference yeah Um, i think the flyers actually they've already been wearing these new jerseys and they did make some slight change. Um, I don't know if you noticed this on throughout any of the Flyers' social media posts or in the game last night, Matt. Um, uh, but the Flyers' logo is uh-huh. more bolder, and the white outlining in the flying P is bigger. It's it's thicker. Huh. I it, didn't it's, notice that. It's oh. thick with two C's. It pops <laughs> pops off the chest. 
There we go. Yeah, I mean it's cool. I mean we saw with uh, with the Seattle Kraken, their arena is gonna be, is called the Climate Pledge Arena, um, and they're gonna be all damn hippies out in Seattle. <laughs> I mean that's Seattle for you, but like I said, I mean you love to see recycling happen. Um, I try and recycle as much as I can on a daily basis, um, but yeah, I mean this is definitely something something that the NHL I think is is doing the right thing on and with Adidas maybe I'll buy a recycled jersey who knows who knows I probably will too knowing my luck with buying sweaters um <laughs> yeah that is all good stuff go as another shout out for uh for Matt Hoagland as he would say during our beer league games Mastro Lego green uh, <laughs> so there we go With that being said, Dave, uh, that concludes Around the League for this week. I'm sure next week, though, we will have even more to talk about regarding league news as the NHL is almost back. Yes, and we will have potentially some personal opinions on other Flyers goal songs after our attendance at next Monday's game. So looking forward to that. like I said earlier in the beginning of the podcast, peep your guys, everyone peep your ears out for Pod Street Bullies and their newest content. Um, look for a episode or a series of episodes of collaboration from us coming up at the beginning of the season or throughout the NHL season this year. Yes, Trying to do more with those guys because they are fantastic and great pals of ours. Um, but with that, Matt, do you have anything else to add this evening? I do not. I am just going to... I'm just going to let you close her out. All right. Cool. 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 Like I get to go ahead and put laundry away. And then, so let's see, the Phillies game might almost be over and hopefully Good. they're winning. They're, they're probably not. not. They're not. They're right. now Fantastic. Three to one. Not even, not don't even, even turn, turn Don't even, not turn, even it turn it on. Yeah. Save yourself oh, the, uh, the agony at this point. Maybe I'll just play MLB the show. Do my road, the show guy where I'm actually killing it. Um, but with that, not to get off the rails even more before we end this week's podcast. We will, we will be back next Wednesday, as always now. Like I said, we are back week to week. So with that, everyone, enjoy your early fall activities. It is still Oktoberfest season, so enjoy those Mars and Brews. And with that, we will see you guys next week. I'm repeating myself now at this point. Everyone enjoy your Flyers hockey, and let's go Flyers. <laughs>